Yo, motherfuckers, welcome to the Nikki X Happy Hour, and thanks for tuning in, unless you happen to be a fucking WAP, in which case, go back to fucking your mother, churning out fascists and stupid babies. I'm L-Dog, and with me, as always, are Cage Match Steel and Taro the Emperor Slayer. Taro, I'll start with you. Emma Watson, hot or not? Sub-question, Emma Stone, hottest lesbian on Earth? Not? Yes. That's it. That's our show. <laughs> That was was a brilliant script. (laughs) How are you guys this week? Not hot, and also not the hottest lesbian on earth. You're kind of a male lesbian. Yeah, but I'm not the hottest male lesbian on earth. I aspire to that, though. I wish I could be be Owen Wilson as Kang. Then I would be the hottest lesbian on earth. What did that miss? Tune in to the Cinema Savant Show. Nah, that's never mind. Um, that's that's a terrible rumor that's going around. Yeah, he doesn't look anything. I don't get that. Yeah, yeah, that would not be good. You're not supposed to. I will certainly, I will certainly tune into the show unless it's done like uh, the podcast for Seven Ten ESPN Seattle, which I've started. Like, if you're listening to the John Clayton show, you started they start, it. They awesome. started putting these promos in the middle of sentences. And I'm like, do they do they listen to for a break in the show? Because, seriously, like if you listen to one of them, it's like John Clayton's like, yeah, I'm the 175 million uh, cap for next season, and then they play the promo, and it's it's actually played over what he's saying. So then you pick it up like three quarters of of the way through the next sentence, and it's like, well, what did I miss? Who, who's running this? Okay, well that's a sin to interrupt John Clayton for one thing, <clears throat> a mortal sin. Um, must be WAPS running the station now. I Probably. what are they what are they thinking? I don't know. Well, they're not Rob Steele. Rob Steele should run that and it would be running perfectly. Steel like, metal like. So anyway, let's I get to the show. Listen, I was actually in charge of doing the sound effects for us for a stadium once, and I had to train this little twat on how to do it, and he couldn't he, he couldn't figure it out. Simple things. He would play sound effects during plays on the field, <laughs> uh, which caused umpires to get pissy and as well as everybody else. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to throw this out because you guys should be able to figure this out because you are of the correct generation. Now, our baseball team had a power hitting third baseman named Troy Hayes, who was a big <laughs> Jimi Hendrix fan. So what <laughs> song do you play when he comes up? Well, I play Indigata DeVita. Now, now Rob's frozen up. Maybe it's not just me. I say Joe. <laughs> it, Little wing. That's just it. it. Purple Haze fucking fits. This twat, who was one of the owner's kids, so I'm not allowed to fire him. I see Haze in the on-deck circle. I hear Jimi Hendrix start. Then I'm like, there's something about that is wrong. And I see Hayes doing it too. He's walking up to the plate going, that's Hendrix. I like Hendrix. That's, hang on a minute, that's the wrong song. And they're playing Foxy Lady. (laughs) (laughs) And he looks back up at the press box like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And I'm looking at Nick Cotton going, I'm not allowed to hit him. I'm not allowed to hit him. I'm not allowed to hit him. Can I throw him out the window? He's been massaging some feet. Yeah, been. I mean, I, I hear Hayes, and I'm thinking, wait, did Jimi Hendrix do the do the theme to Major League, the movie? You know, because Willie May. Willie Mays. Willie Mays. 
Hayes. So uh, let's get straight into politics because that's what we're here for, right? Not really, but hey, (laughs) Biden still leads Trump by a lot. And uh, Trump has started changing his tune because he's realizing he's trailing by a bunch. So now he says masks are patriotic and also has uh, scaled back or whatever they've done with the Republican, quote unquote, Republican convention in Jacksonville. Uh, And he's changed a whole uh, several people on his campaign. So Trump. Does he have any chance of winning? Well, he has a chance of winning. But at this point, does he look weaker to his fan base because of all these changes he's suddenly making? To his fan base? He'll never look weak. No. They, they, they worship at the cult at the throne of Donald Trump, which is, of course, a gold-plated toilet. And they don't realize that. And they don't. even if they did, they wouldn't care. He doesn't look weaker to them. To anybody else? Uh, yes, of course he looks weaker. I mean, like you said, he's changed his campaign staff, fired his campaign manager, brought in a new campaign manager who promptly, uh, one of their ads is about civil unrest because now he's the law and order president. The last law and order president was Nixon. So yeah, good parallel there, jackass. But now apparently he thinks that, oh, okay, I'm going to be a law and order because that's my that's your base anyway, dumbass. And the fact that the image that they used was of was from the Ukraine, not an actual problem happening in the U.S., but it was in the Ukraine, and it was people supporting a dictator beating someone who was actually in support of a democratic government, uh, a de facto dictator who was voted out of office a week after that photo and then fled to Putin's Russia so that his own people didn't do something horrifying to him so that he would not face justice. That's Trump in a nutshell. You know, and you see people showing pictures of rioting and stuff like that. This is Joe Biden's America is like, uh, this is actually Donald Trump's America. This is what's happening now. Like, you know, it's like, no, you clearly don't understand how reality works. These, this thing is happening right now. This is Donald Trump's America. You idiot. Uh, yeah, and the whole thing of mass are patriotic now is like, oh, now that we have 143,000 people dead, now they're patriotic. Oh, I get it. Like, you know, I mentioned on Facebook, I don't know whether to laugh at this buffoon or be thankful that finally he listened to an adult. But, ugh, oh my God. Can we can we briefly talk again about his the the proof that he has that he's a very stable genius because he passed the cognitive test? That's One of what an elephant is. Yeah, he's like, is this an elephant or a snake? That's an elephant. Well, oh my God, you are a genius, sir. And he's bra- He's still bragging about this. He took the test. Is this three years ago that he took it? Twenty seventeen, and he's still bragging about this as proof that he's. Uh, a world-class mind. It's like, dude. And and aside from the whole thing, do we know that he actually passed the test? I mean, this was administered. We never heard it from anybody else. Allegedly by Dr. Ronnie Jackson, who, yeah, he got booted out of the Surgeon General's office for cause. So, hmm, assuming you actually passed this, dude, you proved that three years ago you didn't have signs of onset of early dementia, which frankly I think is not possible because clearly he's out of his mind. 
Uh, unbelievable. The, the, I mean, every week there's something that anybody else would have been, there would be impeachment proceedings brought against this guy every single week. Uh, and now it comes out that he diverted $400,000 from campaign funds to his own personal businesses. Well, then there's all the golf. That's stuff. cool. He's golfing at his own thing. So all the money that gets paid for him to golf goes in his um, right. pocket. Yeah. So it's just, just unbelievable. Over and over and over and over. I, I picture that he's changed the Republican convention from Jacksonville so he can have a smaller version of it at Mar-a-Lago so that he can make money off it. I wouldn't be a bit, honestly, I would not be a bit surprised. Because no, he, he has hosted a lot of official functions at Trump properties. And we've been paying the bill for all of this crap. It's just unbelievable. I mean, just go ahead and sell the government out to Goya beans while you're at it. Why don't you? I mean, <laughs> which I was happy to see because I went for some coconut milk today and Iberia, which I usually buy, was sold out. Confrida was also sold out. Goya, they must no have had 36 cans of it. And there's still 36 cans because I'm not buying that shit. No, no one is. I went to, they, they've got what Goya beans and corn, yeah. all the other stuff. And I went through the, uh, through my Walmart the other day with a mask. Thank you. And there, there were no beans, corn, whatever in the vegetable aisle. I hate the bean corn, by the way. Brand. Yeah. Corn sucks. I don't buy beans. I don't like being, uh, you know, gassy, but you know, it is what it is. And yet you are. Oh, I just couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> So, you're, a gas, uh, you're a gaseous bean. You're the old school Galactus. So you don't think that the the base his base will well, you're you guys are right. I mean, obviously his base is gonna they're acolytes, so whatever he says is, is truth. But it's Absolutely. just such so obvious to anyone who has a brain that him going yeah. from wearing masks are eh, to they're patriotic is ridiculous. That's just it. They're 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 zombies. There I'm, is no brain. That's why they wander around. Brave. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm very hopeful that they will listen and that they'll think, oh, dear leader has changed his mind. Now they're patriotic and they will start wearing masks. That would be terrific. Would have been awesome if he had done that back in April. So last weekend I was in a Kroger, actually exiting a Kroger after Fiona, my daughter, and I had worn our masks. And most people had worn masks, actually, mm -hmm. before Kroger, actually. I think it started on Monday that, that you had to wear a mask going into the store. And this was on the Saturday before that. Or as Rob wants me to say, three weeks ago, because the show airs whenever it airs. But yeah. there was a, a lady and a man who were, they weren't in the, the best of shape, I'll say that. But I, all I, the man's <laughs> leading her into the store and she's following him. She's like, I, I don't have to wear the stupid mask until Monday. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Shut your fucking <laughs> mouth. God, you're such an idiot. Can't you be one of the people who actually catch the shit and die? Because, you know, maybe hey. then your husband will actually learn a lesson because he married your fat ass. Lee, you don't understand that the virus won't be active until Monday. That's why the, <laughs> that's why the mandate isn't official until Monday. Yeah, people are just... Stupid mask. I mean, come on. Entering the store, saying it out loud. God, you're such a fucking idiot. 
And it's scary because I know some intelligent, I know they're intelligent people because I've known them for a long time who are still, you know, oh, this is terrible. The mask mandate is awful. And it's like, uh, the reason there's a mandate is because people won't do it. I mean, you know, if, if everything was perfect, we wouldn't have to have stop signs or stoplights either, would we? Everyone or would laws be, against murder. Yeah, we would be nice. We would be nice to each other. We would be thoughtful. We would be empathetic. We'd be sympathetic. Oh, oh, hang on a minute. You mean Christian? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we have to have mandates because some people won't do it. Some people still aren't doing it, obviously, even with mandates. They don't care. And then some and, governors just decide, oh, we're going to get rid of the mandates and sue anybody who didn't know you've got that. Test. Right. Mm -hmm. I just, the, the whole concept of why the mandate is encroaching on their freedoms is just mind boggling to me. Because, yeah, like we've said last that. week and the week before, it's like there are thousands of things in everyday life that encroach on our personal freedoms for the protection of people in general. And, and no one bats an eye about it. And, geez, just look at, every other country on the planet manages to do it for the most part, except us. Yeah. Un unbelievable. Like I said, I don't know where we are now because I haven't looked because I don't even want to see the numbers anymore. But like I said, a week ago, Palm Beach County, a county, it's a populous county, but it's still, it's a county in Florida. We have more cases than South Korea. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, we'll get into sports in a minute and uh, but but i kind of want to tie the nfl pa put out a a map of uh metropolitan areas that have a 14-day average daily cases per 100,000 people population um based on the teams and where they are mm -hmm. and of course the stupid part of the country the southeast is all like in the higher spots oh yeah but I, I was like I was looking at the list and I was like, you know, this is almost a list. If, if you don't include the teams, it's almost a list of intelligent parts of the country versus non-intelligent parts. So, so <laughs> New England, New York, uh, Indianapolis, which is actually not, not a stupid state, even though they have a stupid vice president, Seattle, Denver, Chicago, and you've got all these places that are at the very bottom, like they're in the gray as far as the cases per 100,000 population. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the the other end, not including not including Los Angeles because there's just so many people. Los Angeles, California is its own thing. But then you've got Tennessee, all the Florida teams, right? Arizona, Houston, <laughs> Dallas, Carolina. It's like you got a whole list of. So if I didn't notice the teams and just noticed the map, I'd be like, oh, this is a list of areas from education uh, from worst to best, because that's actually what it looks like. It's it's red. It's red state, blue state, right? The political divide. Yeah. It's the I same mean, there's, thing, there's a whole lot of the middle part of the country that has gray, but it's because nobody lives there. But somebody actually tweeted <laughs> out because there was a whole bunch of responses to this tweet that the NFLPA did. And uh, somebody... Somebody actually said a lot of hot spots on the U.S. or on the U.S.-Mexico border. Could it be, I can't say this without laughing, could it be immigrants bringing it in? No. And then, and then yeah. the, next, the next response is, have the teams play in hotspot regions, play their home, have the teams in hotspot regions play their home games in countries that haven't let the pandemic get out of control. The U.K., Mexico, Australia, Canada. So everywhere around us, basically. So, uh, through Tuesday, 95 NFL players 
have caught uh, the coronavirus. How many? 95. Well, John Clayton, the great John Clayton, actually, I thought it would be more like 150 because what they expected is that first initial wave of testing. And and I guess there'll be, there'll be a greater amount of players once they get into training camp. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. um, Tested and, and become positive. But that's because they've been out and about and exposed and not in that bubble. Like the, MLB or, or NBA teams have, but once mm-hmm. they actually get in that bubble, hopefully the number of cases will go down. But of course they're also being tested by private companies cause they paid for it. They've been tested and, and you know, the, the cases are going to go down gradually, but that initial test, hopefully. but you got to think there's like how many NFL players are there? It's like 3000, 5,000. So if you have like 5% of people being tested NFL, it's like, yeah. But the greater population is what we really care about. I mean, these athletes are young, healthy enough where they most of them should be able to fight it off anyway. It's more the people who who live in the stupid part of the country where they don't wear masks or their older generation, like the southeast or Florida and Tennessee, where I live. It's I, I really don't think this is going to get better anytime soon. Um, I think we're going to be dealing with this well into next year at this point, because like you said, there's too many stupid people who aren't taking Simple precautions. I mean, if we actually lock down, like shut down, stop everything, like we're going to give you a week to get ready. After that, you're staying home for three weeks. Guess what will be over? But we won't do that because it's too painful. Uh, and it's it's sad. Uh, you know, some countries have managed to do it without a lockdown because they have the technology <clears throat> and are willing to use it to track cases and they have the citizenry willing to make the sacrifices that the it takes. Huge, the huge difference. I mean, a big difference between us, Japan, South Korea, who have done really well with this situation is they're used to masking in public because ah, they, people in Japan and South Korea, they'll wear a mask because they have a cold. Again, they're the ones who have the cold. They're not worried about getting it. They're aware enough to say, I don't want you to catch my cold. Mm-hmm. So they wear a mask. It's funny you say that because I was at a, because of my day job, at a body shop this week wearing my N95 mask that my company has supplied to us. Yay. Thankfully. And the uh, shop guy was like, you know, the reason that people wear masks is not to help other people. It's to keep it to, so that for themselves. I'm like, that's the opposite of why people wear masks. It's so if you're asymptomatic, you don't even know you have it, or if you do have it, you shouldn't be out and about. But if you do, you have the mask on so you're not spreading it to other people. Idiot. How people can be so... Why do they think surgeons wear masks? Is it because so they don't want to get blood in their face? It's because they may have something and they don't want to put it into your open wound while they're cracking your chest open. Uh, my God. Open it's not wound. like That's gross. <clears throat> This is the open wound episode. Uh, yeah, I just don't understand how people can be so obtuse and so scientifically illiterate to not understand something that's been, I don't, I don't know, practiced for like over 100 years. It's like, Jesus. Jesus would have worn a mask. Jesus would have worn a mask. Jesus would have worn two masks. I've seen people <laughs> wear Jesus masks. Does that count? Yeah, I mean, it counts as long as it's uh, the vindictive Jesus with the blood on it. Um, <laughs> is it kind of, vindictive I, Jesus? I just people. I think it's people who feel people who are stupid feel weak about themselves without they're ignorant. 
uh, about the fact that they feel that way. So they buy into Trump's arrogance. And to me, uh, I heard a quote from Cory Booker, the senator from New Jersey, who who's a liberal um, this <laughs> week. He uh, he was born into a, a military family. His, his father was a colonel. I think maybe have gone on to be a general, but he, he was born into a family that had quite a bit of money. Um, and he, he said he was always appreciative of that fact. And in fact, when he was younger, his father told him, he was like, you were born on third base. Don't act like you hit a triple. And that's exactly what yeah. Trump does. He he was born on third. He, he was born hitting a home run probably. And then it's like, but he acts like, Oh, I did yeah. this on my own, which is fucking bullshit. And people buy into it. Yeah, exactly. He claims that he got a million dollar loan from his dad. It was only a million, as if only a million dollars. And, and in actuality, in actuality, it was between 450 and $700 million because it's hard to track because he won't release his records. Um, yeah, that's a little different from only a million. Yeah, he was, he was born with a seven run lead in the ninth inning. I mean, come on. And he acts like he did it all himself. He was born with a complete silver place setting in his mouth, not just a spoon. I'm sure you guys have seen it, and probably, hopefully, most of our listeners, all seven of them. Hi, Ted. Uh, oh, Ted, I'm sorry. We didn't talk about this in pre-pro. But there was a study done if Trump had just taken the money he started out with, his his inheritance, his little minuscule million dollar, and just put it in T-bills, T-notes, the safest possible. He would have not well. T no mobile. He would have been better. He would have had. I think it was like fifty or sixty percent more money than he even he claims he has now. His yeah. his his brilliant investment prowess. If he like, had just shut the fuck up, he'd still dude. have a lot more money than he does now. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's very true. I mean, and actually, that is absolutely true. He's lost absolutely a lot of money from his from his idiocy. People. Say no, I don't want to really uh, sponsor your brand. So yeah, it's it's unbelievable that he is seen as this success story, and he is um, he's Not. he's leveraged out the ass constantly, um, out the ass, and he ignore <laughs> this. It's just unbelievable, and he's done the same thing, unfortunately, with the country. You know, I mean, he's all, all the fiscal conservatives the GOP and they are totally into his absolute ridiculous. Oh, let's spend money on this. Let's cut our taxes by huge amounts, except not the people who need their tax cuts, which my taxes went up since Trump came in. My taxes went up about 600 bucks a year. I'm actually paying this year. I had to pay quite a bit this year. I'm not happy about that situation. Yep. I actually had to put it off until November. Cause I was like, Oh, I thought I'd have to pay, but I'm paying more than what I thought. So, oh. Funny story, I thought I was going to put mine off and pay by the month, but IRS decided to take it all at once anyway, so thanks for that. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I was able to, I have to pay it all, but I have to pay it by November, but right. yeah. And I don't make $150,000 or whatever it is, by any stretch of the imagination. Right. So uh, one good thing that Trump has done this week is thankfully invaded those uh, liberal towns of Chicago and Portland with, with the feds. <laughs> because we have to correct those people. Yes. Um, I mean, you've got rioting uh, and in Chicago and Portland and, you know, of the lesser people. Um, your thoughts on this? I'm glad they're being corrected. Yes. Yeah. It, I can see uh, Ray finds this character in Schindler's List. Actually, he's in, a, in an apartment <laughs> somewhere. Just, 
<laughs> I pardon you. That's right. um, yeah, the, the fact that they're not wearing ID, the fact that they're unidentified. Um, well, except for the swastika at all. Well, that's on their heart, actually. Um, Tattooed. I, I love the fact that uh, moms are out there forming blockades. And then the dads came out with their leaf blowers to blow the tear gas back at, at the thugs, the jackbooted thugs, which is a very accurate description. And again, it's just him playing to playing to his supporters, which he doesn't need to do that. He has of which he has tons in Portland. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is interesting how it, it always is going to oh, these democratic cities. Yeah, this is all about law and order. I mean, it's such a base, crass, mindless appeal, and it's working for his supporters. But again, his supporters are supporting him no matter what. I mean, as he famously said, he could shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue. It wouldn't make any difference. It's like he basically is. I mean, he's He'd killed. Probably 100... go up in the polls if he did that. He's killed 143,000 people. Uh, let me rephrase that. He's killed about 140,000 people. We probably would have had maybe 3,000 deaths if he had done what he was supposed to do. And his supporters love him. They don't care. So he doesn't need to do this. It's like, dude, you're preaching to the choir. Not that you would understand what a choir is or preaching because you don't believe in church despite your bullshit photo ops. So this, this is just a pointless exercise by him, which, of course, is harming people. I mean, I'm sure you guys saw the story where a, a Navy vet went up to ask them a question like, why are you doing this? And they started kicking his ass. Like, not like a friendly schoolyard bully thing. <laughs> you know, they started beating this guy up for approaching them. It was like, yeah, so cool. <laughs> he got model from Putin. He's using KGB methods to take over United States using KGB. It's not no. Nazis, KGB. <laughs> That's right. yeah. that, it makes more sense if you think about it that way. And, and sadly, he doesn't have Natasha with him. Natasha. <laughs> I, I just... You know, and it, it ties into me with the whole defund the police movement, which I really wish they had not started with calling that defund. It's restructure. I don't know anyone. I literally don't know anyone who's saying get rid of all of the police. I'm sure there are some people who are saying that, but that's not generally what they're talking about. They're talking about cutting some of the funding back because they don't need freaking tanks. They don't need armored personnel carriers. You know, they need, to, they need to serve and protect, and too many police aren't doing that. And there are cases where police are trying, by far the vast majority of police are doing their jobs as they should do. Just like the vast majority of Muslims are good people. Just because you have some radical freaks doing terrible things doesn't mean they're all bad. If they were, things would be really bad for everybody because there's a billion Muslims. They're not all terrorists, so stop being yeah, stupid. Muslims outnumber Christians, I think, two to one globally. So and a lot of the terror, like a lot of the shootings we get in the states, they're not Muslims; they're Christians, no. right? Shooting Muslims. But so, by, by far, the vast majority are good, good in air quotes Christians. But yeah, yeah, of course, most police are good because if most police weren't good, it's like there'd be a millions of dead people because they'd all be doing the shit that the bad ones are doing. But the problem is this: the structure, the structure is not designed to stop the bad ones from doing what they're doing. Clearly, because people have multiple complaints against them before they go out and kill somebody. Breonna Taylor, she's still dead. Still ain't nobody charged. <laughs> Says the Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> so 
defund you saw the this tweet, right? Tell you me. Saw the tweet from the temporary Tampa Bay Rays. I did not. I wasn't sure if if Rob had. Uh, no, actually, had, I missed this. So yesterday, the the Tampa Bay Rays actually, uh, on opening day, had a For tweet. Now. They tweeted out, "Yeah, uh, today is opening day, which means it's a great day to arrest the killers of Brianna Taylor." Oh my God! I did see that. I That's forgot. awesome. Which is. <laughs> that's awesome i like that yeah i was like wow that's uh hmm. so uh speaking, speaking because, because of the race i want to i want to ask you guys a question because they started baseball with the empty stadium thing do you think that's going to give the rays an unfair advantage this season because they're used to <laughs> the rays and the marlins both because because <laughs> they're more used to it uh the rays are actually a really good team um but um yeah i so i was watching the We'll get to more sports stuff in a minute, but I was watching the the Mariners and the Astros last night, and uh, and it was great when it was two to one, but uh, <laughs> but it was weird because the Astros, anytime they did something good, they would pipe in the the crowd noise, and I was like, I mean, that's gonna get old fast. Yeah. As far as like, yeah, it is. It's fine if they do it like it, almost jokingly in a way, but it's like. Right. Well, actually, it's not. Going back to that game, did you, uh, Kyle Lewis hit a home run? Did you hear it? Yes, I was going to talk oh about. Oh my god, that. I love that so much better than having to drown out the crowd noise to hear the sound of this ball being annihilated by the bat. Yeah. It was a it, beautiful a noise. Beast. Yeah, he, he he. Well, as you know, Rob, he's got a lot to learn about just hitting at major league level, and and pitchers yeah. like Verlander's next at bat with him. Obviously struck him out on sliders and he's going to have to learn to, to lay off or whatever. But I, when I was watching the game, I was like, if Verlander's a Hall of Famer to me as yeah, far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But if he throws him a fastball, he's going to crush the ball. And he crushed the ball. It's 475 feet. Something like I mean, as soon yeah. as it hit, as soon as he hit it, it was like, well, this is gone. I mean, it was it was the second longest Verlander home run Verlander had given up in four or five years. I mean, wow. he just yeah. annihilated it. And I was like, man, this guy, but he's 25. I wish they'd kind of moved him up a little bit faster, but not yeah. that not 25 is old, but you know, it is what it is, but I'll get to more baseball in a minute. But, uh, I wanted to talk about the KGB. I mean, Microsoft a little bit <laughs> and, um, and, uh, Todd, I actually had to look this up. So when we were talking pre-pro yesterday, actually, uh, Todd or Rob had, had, uh, mentioned, uh, Microsoft versus Velveeta. <laughs> yeah. So do you know anything about it now, Todd? I do not. Okay. So, today. so Chris, is it Peachman, Peachman, whatever the well, Microsoft it's, guy. It started before him actually. Oh, with, okay. Uh, Sasha Rosenbaum. Sasha Baron Cohen? Uh, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she start, She works uh, for the GitHub part of Microsoft, and she was just not having a good day or something. And uh, her, she tweeted, "Current status: eating very poor quality cheese out of wrappers." Oh. <laughs> well, that's on her. That's on hers. But uh, yeah. Microsoft MVP and founder of whatever Bit Five Nines is. I don't know. Is Chris Preichman. Uh, who tweeted back to her, and I'm going to do this the way he, uh, he did it to explain how it got wrapped in. Um, he tweeted, American hashtag cheese, cheese whiz, and hashtag Velveeta at eat liquid gold are the worst 
cheese products. Now, when you put a hashtag and at eat liquid gold, that's Velveeta's uh, account. Right. Velveeta went, hang on a minute. They're talking about us. And he just said, we're the worst uh, products. So Velveeta then tweeted back to him, not cool, Chris. We didn't say anything when Vista came out. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. So but this it, it, it wasn't done quite there. Uh, Peichman uh, responded with, Vista was the Velveeta of Windows releases. Okay, it's not that bad. Velveeta responded to him again by saying, sorry, I can't hear you. The Zune is too loud. <laughs> that's just so brilliant. I, I'm sure there's probably more to this, but that's all I've got out of it. And that's yeah, all that's all, that's that made all I've me got. laugh. I needed more of this in, 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 in my day. I'm, I'm so happy that major corporations have employed snark uh, as in literally employed, that's probably the person's name. It's probably one person who like runs the accounts for like Taco Bell and stuff like that, because my God, and Wendy's, um, there's some really vicious, bright people running social media <laughs> accounts now, which is fabulous. Um, Velveeta is not really cheese. I mean, it isn't, it's a cheese food. Cheese I mean, they even, they even say that. Uh, however, it does make the best queso. So Velveeta does have its uses. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, for someone to just tweet, you know, whatever, fine. I mean, like you said, Lee, it's like, you're the one who bought it, right? And if you aren't the one who bought it, you're still the one eating it. And it's like, dude, if you don't like it that much, what are you eating it for? <laughs> um, but my God, like, that's just beautiful. And so true. So true. I would much rather eat Velveeta for a week than use Vista. And Zoom? Oh, Jesus, please. No. <laughs> so no. you mentioned the... Uh... You mentioned it's cheese food, so it's really in a name. So let's move on to what's in a sports name. So the Washington, <laughs> the Washington, formerly known as the Native Americans, they've now temporarily, at least, changed their name to the Washington Football Team, which which I ran this by a friend who's literally in the middle, like not a Democrat or or a Republican. Um, he's from St. Louis, so he, he sees oh, everything gray. It. He tries to find the gray and everything. But he did he did point out a fact. He said, you know, it's kind of interesting that they're calling themselves the Washington football team because it just goes to show how extreme we've gotten to reactions to names, which he kind of has a point. So now they're just calling themselves the Washington football team for now. How How stupid is this? Well, for one thing, it's offensive to anybody who likes football. <laughs> Good point. Uh, so well, I, I mean, it, 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 it explains what they're trying to do on the field because people have been wondering that for years. Yeah, yeah, that's a pathetic franchise. I, I really hope that some good will come of of the horrible stories of sexual predation and harassment that apparently have been going on there for years, and they forced Snyder to sell the team. Actually, I would hope they would just take it to take it from him and give him like eight dollars because he doesn't deserve any money. But uh, yeah, Washington football team, how how immensely creative that is. How did you not have a plan knowing that for decades people have been upset about the name? How would you not have a backup plan ready for when the day came? Again, that's the arrogance of Daniel Snyder. Um, you know, just put a vote out. It's like, hey, fans, um, social media is a thing. By the way, you could get a poll and you could have, I don't know, 400, 500,000. Are there 500,000 which? I'm sorry, I almost said that word. Are they uh, almost uh, 
500,000 racial epithet Washington football team fans might be. <laughs> and you could, oh, there you go. That's the name. And just use it. I mean, they got to print up logos and do all the rest of it that says Washington football yeah, team. What is like, the logo? The what I, is the logo now? I, I think I one, the, 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 the <clears throat> new uniforms, I put that in bunny rabbits. It's, it's it's the same red that they've always had, right? Kind of reddish brown rust thing. It's no burgundy, sir. It's burgundy. I think they're just going with the Browns model, and they're just going to go with a plain burgundy color. Which that's fine. That makes sense. Fine, it's, yeah. it's well, if they're using the Browns logo, then it's going to have a bright yellow helmet. It's lame with everything. It's lame, but uh, yeah, just how how dumb is that? It's like, well, okay, we're changing the name, but we don't have one ready. It's like, dude. I know another organization that's had a name for a couple of years, it turns out. And odd, oddly that the Washington football team didn't have any kind of plan. What's actually, it makes the most sense on the planet considering, does, yeah. considering how that alleged football team has been run. Of course they weren't ready. Of course they're they're They had no concept of what they were going to do. So in one of the lesser known secrets of uh, a Seattle sports, uh, they have a new hockey team that starts in 2021 and they've named themselves the Kraken. Um, and there's a lot of mixed reviews. Uh, personally, I like the name and I, I don't care. Awesome. For, I don't care if it's an yeah. Atlantic sea creature because, because who cares? What uh, it's, people it's are, a like, creature for Christ's sake, <laughs> uh, Kornheiser and Wilbon, uh, they gave us a hard time because it's like, Oh, it's, you know, it's a creature between Norway and Greenland. It's like, look at any sports team and who, uh, who cares? What difference does it make where it is? It's a, oh, you're wrong. You are wrong, sir, because tigers <laughs> roam the streets of Detroit every yes, right. night. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, there's in Chicago. Stupid. Jeez, right. Wilbon not remember when he grew up next to the bears with that little girl that they kidnapped after sleeping in their beds? And the Vikings rampaging all through St. Paul? Well, they, there are Vikings. I mean, it's, it's, it's a but, shit show. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, Seattle it continues its, its naming of sports teams that have no, no uh, attraction from, or not, not attraction, they have no bearing affiliation with any other name of any other sports team like there's right. no mariners there's no seahawks so um as far as professional sports there is a seahawks uh wilmington university in north carolina wilmington is a seahawks but um but kraken I, th I think it's pretty cool and and i think they did a great job with the logo which is just this s for seattle and then you've got it looks like a kraken and you've got the kind of the octopus arm that kind of goes up in the middle of it i thought they did a great job Octopies show up in hockey anyway, so yeah, why not? Oh, true, yeah. Well, <laughs> the the other option was the sock eye, which sounds kind of weak because it's the same thing, but it kind of sock eye in hockey sounds kind of cool because they 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 have a minor league team and it's a, sock eye is kind of a a hockey lineage. I have to see that turning porn real quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, anything. You know, anyway. So um, but yeah, I like Kraken. It's just I a. I prefer Kraken. And you're right. The the logo is excellent. The various logos, I should say, uh, because there are some different logos, of course, for different things. The colors are uh, Seahawks colors, basically. I wonder why they did that. Yeah, they're, they're basic colors. They, they didn't yeah. try to overdo it. Yeah. The, the uniforms look great. The logo looks great. I mean, I, I, I love the name. I, like you said, it's distinctive. It's like it's not going to be, oh, the Bears. Which, which one? There's like 87 teams named that now. Uh, you know. It's awesome. I think it's an absolutely awesome name. It's instantly identifiable. It's great. 
Yeah, the Kraken. And and one of the Seattle sports guys on on the radio didn't like it because he didn't like it because it wasn't pluralized. Oh, and he felt that, like I... he like with he he felt like names teams of that have s on the end it it seems uh it seems to incorporate not just the team but the fans like i am the mariners like like i'm one of the mariners i'm a fan it's like i'm one of the kraken that doesn't work yes it works <laughs> exactly. jesus dude jesus have you not the known Krakai. english how did you get a job <laughs> oh my god um Besides, then you can say, "Are you cracking? Are you cracking on my team?" Well, somebody made a joke about they should call the uh, the no, they're playing in the what used to be the uh, the key arena downtown in Seattle, and somebody they're re, they're redoing it. And somebody said, "You know what? They should call the 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 place where they play. They should call it the Crack House." I'll say, "Yeah, <laughs> call it the crack you know, house. people will be calling it the Crack House. They'll never <laughs> name it that, but everyone is going to call it the Crack House. That's awesome." <laughs> so uh, baseball had its opening days the last couple of days. Uh, Mariners, this is not a Seattle show, but they they lost eight to two after leading two to one. Um, <laughs> Kyle Lewis, we've already talked about, hit a home run, but the Astros are eighteen and one. Hey, we got one. And against the Mariners in 2019, they were ten and zero at Mar- Minute Maid Park. The Mariners haven't won there since August of 2018. Um, but when I was watching the game, I was thinking, I think COVID-19 is just all a hoax to get the Astros to stop cheating because there's no way that oh, no one right. would notice them funneling those signals in and everybody would hear it. Am ah, I, am I it. wrong here? Can I point out that I am actually more impressed with the fact that they did what they did than upset with them doing it? Let's think about what they had to do. You got a guy in center field who, by the way, is doing the same thing we get to do at home in that watch the catcher give the signs to the pitcher about what pitch they're going to throw. This guy's doing it from center field with binoculars or a camera or whatever he's doing. Sending that information to the dugout. The dugout is then transferring it into here's what pitch is coming. <laughs> Sending it to the batter who has to register in his head, oh, it's a curveball. I'll know what to do with it. And then actually doing it. But he's doing it in the space of here's the sign from Davis. Here's the <laughs> pitch and a swing and a miss. He's doing it that quickly. That to me is more impressive than they're cheating because they know what they're pitch they're doing. If they knew that, let's also look at this. One of the best hitters on the team at the time when we know they were doing it. Um, Christ, I just lost his name. Uh, Altuve came up, Springer, n- not Altuve. Um, Carlos Beltran. Mm-hmm. Carlos Beltran, who is probably going to be a Hall of Fame uh, player, hit 215 that year. So apparently they're cheating and telling That's because everybody he had the, is- he had the they did it all on drums and he had the Neil Pert part. And so he he played so fast he couldn't figure wait, is it the third beat? Is it the fifth beat? Wait, I don't know. And he struck out. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Just didn't bother to fucking tell him. His his moral center wouldn't allow him to cheat. Uh, I mean, cheating in baseball is, is a time-honored tradition, and people have had I mean, people were doing that back in the '30s. Literally, guys in the scoreboard with binoculars, you know, trying to relay that information. It doesn't mean it's right, but I mean, yeah, that's 
that's been done like for a long, long time. Um, and I don't agree with cheating to that extent, but you know, as far as pe- sign stealing isn't art, that's, that's part of the art of baseball. I'm talking about people that are on base, not people like in the outfield and zooming in and watching their monitors and that crap. Yeah, that's they took it up uh, a notch with the technology, so it's uh, too far. Kind of cross the line. At the yeah. same time, we can do it at home. Yeah, but we're not in the game. Your point. That's 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 a big difference. <laughs> we don't get an we're advantage for our game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one thing you guys mentioned earlier is the the, the, the sound of the ball jumping off Luce's bat. That's a big difference. And I've noticed that watching UFC. Well, everyone who's been watching UFC has noticed that because when there's no crowd, you hear everything that's happening in the actual competition. And it's, it's, it's like the sports different. It's just amazing. Uh, I hadn't, I didn't notice it and they really should work on this. Uh, I would love to hear the chatter between the batter and the catcher. I was like, should be pretty easy to do because ain't nobody there talking other than, in one of the games I watched last night is there should be a lot fewer collisions in the outfield this year because you're going to be able to hear the other guy going, I got yeah. it, I got it, because yeah. you can hear it and you're next to him. So but The game is just different when you can hear the game like we can now. I mean, it's the same thing with the UFC. You can hear, you can hear the shit talk that guys are giving each other while they're in the middle of the fight, and it's just it's crazy. It's a totally different thing. And that's actually has affected the outcome because like one guy, the commentators are talking about, well, you know, he should probably be doing this. And they're acting as coaches, not meaning to. And a fighter literally yelled over at one of the commentators between rounds, says, May, man, I'll be doing that. Thanks a lot. And it's like, oh, he's saying, oh, shit, I better, <laughs> I got to watch what I'm saying. These guys can hear me now because normally you can't hear anything. Well, the Mariners announcers weren't there at the, at the ballpark. They were actually doing it from Seattle. That, that is, yeah, that's a thing uh, around the whole whole league is yeah. um, an, the announcers are either going to be in the stadium where that they consider their home stadium or at a TV studio in their hometown. Right. Uh, to cut down on travel and exposure and everything, which I think is brilliant. Which yeah. is. And the, and the Mariners announcers when when Lewis hit the home run and again, the Astros won eight to two. They won going away. But um, when Lewis hit the home run, the announcers were like. We're a thousand miles away, and we could hear that. I mean, it was just <laughs> off the top of the ball. It's just it's that's one of the things I love about baseball. It's like you can hear. So when I was at Mariners camp yeah. four years ago, and I was there when it was in, in Arizona, and I was there when it was just pitchers and catchers, but the coaches were there, and and I think I've told Todd this, but um, you couldn't see. You could see the the players, the pitchers and catchers walk out like they passed in front of me, going to their different small fields to do warm-ups and whatever but they also had batting cages that were closed off and you couldn't couldn't see who was batting but you could hear um you could kind of peek in if if you knew how to do it but you could hear somebody in there batting pop 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 and just sounded like a pure hit of a bat on ball which is one of the the things i love about baseball and somebody was like i bet that's egder and so, cause he's the batting coach, right? So, uh, you, you go in, somebody peeked in. It was like, it was Edgar Martinez still <laughs> hitting just because he wanted to hit, but it That's was like, awesome. So pure. It's like pop, pop. It was just amazing that, that when you've got a truly gifted hitter yeah. and Kyle Lewis is going to be a, a, a very good player once he, once he matures and knows how to, 
how to hit. But there's just something about the great players who hit a ball that just, and it's a cliche, but it just sounds different coming off their bat than it does with anybody else. And that's that's one of the yes. things I love about baseball. It's like Mike Trout hits the ball. It's like it's going to sound different than some shortstop who hits 220. It's yeah. just amazing what the gift that they have. Buddy Giancolana. Or, yeah. or tennis. You know, it's like. Yeah. It, I mean, it's like. I'm, I'm, when I or, hit it versus some <clears throat> club like Roger Federer. But every once in a while, yeah, some schlub. But every once in a while, you hit it just perfectly, and it just feels different, and it sounds different, you know. And it's just you get that feeling. It's a very cool feeling. But yeah, when when people like that bastard Roger Federer, what a what a dillweed he is. Yeah, um, yeah. When he hits the ball, those it's like that's not like a human made that. It's like holy crap. So um, so Wap first baseman Anthony Rizzo last night. Um, <laughs> He, I guess you guys have seen this. He, he gave hand sanitizer to Orlando Arcia when Arcia reached first base. It was kind of a funny thing. And then, of course, the 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 Cubs actually scrubbed the the Brewers three to nothing behind Kyle Hendricks's opening day nine K shutout, which is kind of impressive. Yeah, kind of interesting that you have a. I mean, I guess it's a, if you got a shutout, you know, throw a pitcher out there. But they haven't really thrown a lot of balls. It's kind of weird to me that you would have a pitcher, even though though they're throwing a shutout opening day that you're going to kind of waste their arm for nine innings. But I guess maybe his pitch count was low and I didn't see that to be honest. But anyway, I, th- I thought it was, a, that's one of the good things about baseball too, right? Is you can have those kind of funny moments where Rizzo pulls, pulls the hand sanitizer out of his back pocket and like <laughs> gives it to RC. Yeah. It's just like, here you go. And, and they were both laughing about it. At least, yeah. at least the WAP was, I, I didn't see if RC was, <laughs> he just kind of, I don't, I didn't see a smile on his face, but anyway, what do you guys think about that moment? I don't know, Todd, if you saw it. Rob said he saw it, but what do you guys yeah. think about it? It's like you said, that's classic baseball. I mean, to me, that's almost as much as baseball as the actual sport is just the odd little moments of, of bizarre camaraderie. And I mean, that's not going to happen in any other sport. It just is not going to happen. And I mean, it reminds me of Steve. Not Steve Stone. Who the heck was it? The guy who who slid back, who slid back into first base and pulled his pants down. Oh, uh, yeah, and dropped his Steve Lyons and dropped his pants in front of I don't know thirty thousand people. On TV. Well, in, in, and, in the uh, stadium, TV. that's not kind of national TV that's seen it since. Right. True. <clears throat> and it's just that ain't gonna happen anywhere else. Oh, yeah, just the, the little exchange is like, oh, here, have this. It's like, let's protect each other. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> it's hilarious, and it's also a kind gesture. Um, very bizarre. It's it's just a different animal, which is that's one of the reasons baseball is my favorite sport. It's just crazy. You guys know about some of the new rules that popped up, right? Because we've got... And this is But... Uh, they they, they uh, started a new rule uh, this season uh, to to speed the game up. If a pitcher come, a relief pitcher comes in, they have to face a minimum of three batters or finish an inning. Ah, that's right. Which I think saves us the time of we're bringing in this pitcher to pitch to this one guy, and then bring in this other pitcher to pitch to this guy, and then bring in it. No, you can't do that anymore. And um, then sometimes change pitchers because they change their pinch hitter. Yeah. Yeah. And it can't do that anymore. The uh, 
the co- some of the COVID stuff I think is interesting. Um, no more sunflower seeds because you're spitting at other yeah. people with sunflower seeds. You can't have that anymore. Uh, players, uh, masks are optional for players and uh, umpires, but if you're a coach or if you're in the dugout, you have to wear a mask. That includes the players. If you're in the dugout, you have to wear, a, you're supposed to wear a, be wearing a mask. And um, yet, and yet that's not happening in some cases. No, I saw, I saw well, plenty of coaches, but not players. I saw a lot. Actually, I saw some of the, some of the Mariners uh, while they were playing were wearing masks. Um, shortstop, forgotten his name. J.P. Crawford. Thank you. Uh, wearing a mask. So that was cool. Um, yeah. Let's see. Who else do we have? We had uh, uh, the minor leagues. Because we, we had been wondering about this, how they were going to do uh, minor uh, replacements if players get hurt or test positive for COVID or whatever. Right. Uh, they've got something called a taxi squad, which I had never heard of before. But it's three extra players that get to travel around with the team um, in case somebody gets injured or test positive for COVID, like Juan Soto did just before uh, the Nationals opening game. Um, on the taxi squad, one of them has to be a catcher. Uh, there's no rules for the other two. Um, and the rosters right now are 30-man rosters. Um, and two weeks, they'll go down to 28. And two weeks after that, it'll go down to 26. But they've got extra players now, which I thought, you know. That, and I, th- I think they have to cool designate way. those players on the taxi, taxi squad, right? Because I, the Mariners have right. three. And so it wasn't something like where, oh, you can go off and on. I think they actually have to designate those players. Right. Um, which is cool. But I'm sure so, hopefully they'll be able to change that as they go along, right? The Braves lost both of their catchers. Yeah. Before opening day. And they had to pull up guys from the taxi squad because their starting catcher and their backup, both. Whoops. Tested. Which so is bad you, if you're a catcher because you're touching everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's see what else showed up. The, uh, the new playoff system, which I want to hear about this. I 16. don't like it. I think it's a stupid idea. We're all in. Um, <laughs> yep. half, literally half the teams make the playoffs. Yeah. No, it's, no it's, it's more than half in each league. Is it? There's 30 yeah. teams? There's 15 in yeah. each league. So if oh, eight right. each are point. going, then that's more than half. So that means statistically you're going to have at have at least one team under 500 in the playoffs. Um, well, I think the only thing I like about it is that it's uh, the way they figured it out. It's the top two in each division. And then the next two teams with the best record, which means all of the American league West are going in. Um, the it, the first round is a best of three, and the team with the best record gets to have the home field advantage. Gets to be home field for all three games. Uh, there are no end of the season tiebreakers. It's all all going to be math, which is the this is the only part of it that I absolutely like. Uh, where if you've got you know two teams tied for the last playoff spot, the one who scored the most runs gets to go in. And if they tied for runs, it's the most uh, least runs allowed. You know that team gets to go in. So they're doing it with math rather than a one-game playoff. Geared, geared to offense as always, um, which is 
that's fine. I, I don't have to worry about the Marlins being in the playoffs, though, so <laughs> I'm, I'm cool. I wouldn't think. Yeah. No. If they if they had 28 teams in, I might be concerned, but even then, a 50-50 shot, they wouldn't be in. The Dodgers have already clinched, by the way. I'm pretty sure they have. Pretty sure they have. Well, they've already scored too many runs. All right, so quick question. 60-game season. Does anybody hit 400? As in through Not 60 games? I don't care if it has an asterisk. I'm just wondering if anyone's going to hit 400. Because obviously it would have an asterisk. And does any starting pitcher go undefeated? Like a starting pitcher who gets, what would the starts be? 12, I guess. Because yeah, there's only each team only has, what, five days off? So you're you're literally going almost every fifth day. Minimum, so minimum 10 starts. <clears throat> I think, yes, we get a 400 hitter, which, of course, like you said, would be an asterisk. Because I'm sure... Every season, there's been a 400 hitter or maybe three or four over any 60-game stretch. It's just yeah. a matter if they get hot at the right time. Uh, I don't know about an undefeated pitcher. I would think certainly because we've we've certainly had strings where people are 11 and 0, 12 and 0 stuff. So we're gonna cut. We're gonna have you, you and your Cubs. Uh, we're gonna have. <laughs> was he a Cub? Who was was he an A or Cub? Because remember that one year he started like he, you know, he wasn't that great of a pitcher. He's a good right. pitching coach, but didn't he start off like thirteen and zero or something like something that? Something like year? that, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we probably will have an, uh, uh, maybe two or three pitchers who who manage to run up like an eleven and zero records or something. It'd be interesting to see. Well, there'll be an un- unbeaten team. Sixty and zero. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Dodgers. And we lost in the first round. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, that oh, would be interesting to see if I'm what sorry, the best that would be Mariners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be interesting to see what the what the best record will be. Could anybody go, let's say, fifty and ten? Uh, I mean, Tigers wouldn't be easy. Yeah, it's thirty Tigers thirty five and five exactly. So, uh, fifty and ten would be. I don't care if it's just sixty games. That would be, damn. Steph Curry's your starting pitcher and. <laughs> it's gonna be the record book is gonna look weird let's put it that way yeah it this year will be thrown out all together um, leader 21 homers so uh the of course the one team that has a chance to make the the playoffs is the buffalo blue jays um but they, <laughs> yes they're only playing in buffalo they have to make sure they have major league baseball quality lighting so they're actually having to bring in lighting to play night games in Buffalo ah. at the minor league stadium. Of course, there's nobody there. And it might yeah. not be ready yet. Um, I don't know if you saw this. So I was actually watching the Blue Jays game, and they were talking about how the stadium is not ready yet. So when uh, the Blue Jays leave Tampa, they're going to go to Washington to play two games uh, as the visiting team. And then if the stadium isn't ready yet, they're staying in Washington and playing as the home team. Wow. What a year. <laughs> and the same thing nuts. may be happening in Philadelphia. We're not sure yet. That is just nuts. But it's a great solution. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of nuts, opening day food. So we'll end with, end with this. Um, T Mobile Park, of course, has toasted grasshoppers, which I haven't tried when I've been there um, just because I don't have the guts to do it. But they do sell toasted grass, grasshoppers that actually sell pretty well. Um, to me, like an opening day. Food would just be like, yeah, would just be like a hot dog. I mean, it's kind of cliche, but it is what it is. What about you guys? You have favorite opening day foods? For a minor league park, uh, this is the the Mets 
in uh, Port St. Lucie, which they change the stadium name like every two years. So I don't know what the stadium name is anymore and I don't care. But they have conch fritters, which are very well done considering it's ballpark food. And considering it's ballpark food, it's not that expensive. It's 10 bucks for like a little tray, which would be a, about the portions you would get at most restaurants where you would pay 12 or $13. So it's like, dang, this is a decent price because a hot dog was like six. It's like, hmm. <laughs> you remember when, when you, Ted, and I went to the Braves yes. game and yes. how much that large pizza was? Yes. What was, was it? Fifty six dollars or was it more? 40, it was no way. It wasn't that much. It was only forty nine dollars. Forty nine dollars <laughs> for a large pizza. Cheese pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's my favorite opening day food because those were pretty damn good conch fritters. But yeah, the classic thing is is a dog. I'm surprised you didn't say Dodger dog. Allegedly the finest dog next yes. to next to the Bichon Frise. <laughs> and the Corgi. I like Corgis. Corgis are cute. They're cat-like, which I'm okay with. What, what about you? What about you, Rob? Do you have it, a favorite? It, 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 it's got to be a hot dog. No ketchup, because that's that's illegal in some states. <laughs> Not in Florida, thank God. <laughs> I don't like ketchup anyway, but I like a little bit of onion. I like some mustard. You know, I, to be honest, I kind of like mayonnaise. Are we talking about hot dogs or dates? Well, one of the same. Bad date. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. I should have instantly played a baseball scene after that. And then... <laughs> what about the rest of the movie? <laughs> and then it goes oh, straight Lord. into 42, of course. The movie 42. It's like, oh, isn't it? And Ian Jones is actually brand tricky. <laughs> which would explain a lot actually about american history and baseball would explain indiana jones 4 that's for sure no, like, jesus <laughs> yeah when when people talk, an Hill, that was a pitcher's mound oh now i get it <laughs> when people talk about the greatness of steven spielberg I, I enjoy reminding them yeah he's done some great films but he's also done crystal skulls so yeah, I ouch. And they have That's a our title. show. The fifth one is called Indiana Jones and the Tricky Patch of Ice Outside the Post Office. <laughs> well, they're making a fifth, right? Aren't they yeah. uh, working on it? They are. And some because people wonder why. I think that would be most people. Yeah, Tarantino and Star Trek. Uh, he said that's not happening anymore. Yeah, okay. Okay. I wonder about that. That seemed too good to be true. I can just see it. There's Samuel whole... Jackson as Kirk. <laughs> there's a whole lot of Star Trek not happening theatrically. Any, well, ain't nothing happening theatrically. Basically, I was about to say there's nothing happening. Yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting to see if Tenet ever comes out, because apparently Christopher Nolan says it's going to be theatrical or it's going to be nothing because he's not he's not a fan of just going right to video. And I don't blame him, but I think it's going to be like a. Uh, Tentpole release for Memorial Day of 2023 at this point. 2024. Mm, could be. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. The good thing about 2021, if if all goes perfectly and we're all healthy and well, is that there's going to be a glut of movies that come out. Oh my god! Have all the 2020 and all. None of them will leave the box office. <laughs> they'll, right. they'll split the audience and. Uh, 
uh, a, a, a trolls movie will become the <laughs> yeah it will have an interesting impact on 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 box office because they're not going to be able to avoid you know they're not going to be able to structure the release dates like they normally do it's like oh i don't want to be out this week because that's when that comes out and it's like y'all are going to be coming out together a lot there's just yeah. not gonna be any way to do it unless they want to push it back you know another year and that's that's un- <laughs> 20, 20 best picture nominees. That's what we'll have to double it up. Yeah, they probably will. And Ham- Hamilton still won't be eligible, which is sad. <laughs> is that going to be eligible? Would that be eligible? No, apparently any? it's not eligible because no. it's no theatrical release. So, which ain't not much getting re- released theatrically anyway. So, I think they can might as well do away with that for the 2021 Oscars. I doubt they'll have 2021 Oscars. Almost have to. I, I don't know. Um, I imagine they will, but it's going to be really different. <laughs> That's for sure. I don't even know. I mean, would you base it on the first two months of the year? And maybe World <laughs> Trolls World Tour actually would be. Oh, <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if like if there are no theatrical releases for other than like drive-in movies and the odd pocket here and there. Because there are still some movies being released like at drive-in theaters, but be weird. I also think it's probably too much of a moneymaker for them not to do it. I mean, just ad revenue. I, ratings are down, et cetera, et cetera, but it's not like nobody is watching. So it would be interesting to see how they structure that. be weird. But it's a shame Hamilton is not is not eligible because a fine feature film. Yes. That's it. Yep. Anybody want to do the outro? And that sounds like the end of the show. Good night, everybody. That's really good because you sound tired. Uh, yeah. <laughs>